Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder and CEO of the Join Jessica XO brand, where I coach, speak, and influence women to improve their mindsets so they can become happier healthier, and more successful than ever before. I am obsessed with helping women create the unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a series of pep talks that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop the mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way and grow into your infinite potential, Well then, you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's dive in. Hello, my love, and welcome back to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Happy Monday. I hope that your week is off to the most fantastic start. It feels so good to be back on the podcast. Like I just have to say, it feels so good to be back. I'm so happy that you guys missed me so much, and I'm so happy to be back with regular episodes for you. I am really excited for today's Monday episode. I'm actually sharing something really special with you because This is a topic that's really actually incredibly important to me, and I really want to break down this idea that healing your relationship with food means that you just don't care at all about what you put in your body. There is this stigma for people when they think about healing their relationship with food, whether you're a binge eater, an emotional eater, a stress eater, a boredom eater, maybe you're just a chronic yo-yo dieter, and you've been starting and stopping the same or different diets for the last several years of your life. Maybe it's even been decades. We have this idea that when we heal our relationship with food, one of the first things that we have to do is commit to no longer dieting. That's incredibly, incredibly important. And it's going to be nearly impossible for you to really heal your relationship with food if you're still on a restrictive diet. But giving up restrictive dieting does not mean that you don't care about the way that you treat your body. It actually means quite the opposite. When you stop restrictive dieting and living in these all in all out extremes where you're spending a couple of months restrictively dieting, and then quote unquote, falling off track and eating like the world is coming to an end. That's not really honoring your body. When you can step out of that cycle and get off of that hamster wheel of restrictive dieting, and then overeating or restrictive dieting, and then binge eating, what you can learn to do is actually honor your body better than you ever have before your intention shift, your desire to take care of your body shifts to a whole new level. And you get to really be mindful and respectful and intuitive in giving your body what it wants and what it needs. And what comes of that is you feeling better than ever before. So what I'm sharing with you today is actually a training from a program that I did at the start of 2022. I believe, called Ditch Your Diet, where I talk to you about creating a relationship with food where you have a standard for the way that you treat yourself. And inside of this episode, I'm going to give you some ideas on how you can create guidelines for yourself or standards for yourself on how you want to treat yourself when it comes to food, especially if you're looking to get off of the restrictive dieting, yo-yo dieting, 
bandwagon. If you're ready to live your life where you just honor yourself with food every single day and respect your body and you can actually be consistent long-term because what you're doing for your body feels so incredible, this episode is going to be deeply, deeply beneficial for you. I also want to share with you that when you register for the next session of MBS, which starts this coming Saturday, while the last session of the Mind, Body, and Spirit Transformation Program starts on Saturday, I won't be running this course again until probably spring of 2023. So if you want to jump in now would be the time to do it. When you join MBS, you get immediate access to the Ditch Your Diet program. So this is one training out of, I think, 12 or 13 that are inside of that course. That was a full three-week-long course that I ran at the start of 2022 that came with a workbook, all of these incredible trainings around really improving your relationship with food. The program itself is radically different than the Mind, Body, and Spirit Transformation Program in that the trainings are different, but also in that inside of Ditcher Diet, you're not going to get any access to working with me closely. MBS, you and I get to talk every single day about the things that you're learning, the things that you're struggling with, where you need help, and how I can coach you into feeling better in your body, in your relationship with food, and in your life. We really work on the relationship that you have with yourself and the confidence you feel in your body and the way that you show up with food. I know what it feels like to live years and years and years and years and years and years and years in this kind of yo-yo dieting where you're all in, then you're all out and feeling like this is just emotionally exhausting. If what I share in today's episode resonates with you and you're ready to really step into a woman who can have these standards and guidelines for herself and truly let go of yo-yo dieting, truly let go of binge eating, truly let go of emotionally eating, stress eating, boredom eating, MBS is a space where you will transform into the woman that you've always wanted to be. I know that sometimes it feels like you've lived your life for so long this way that change is not possible for you, but I really want you to know that it is. I have watched countless, countless clients come into MBS feeling like, gosh, I just don't know if I can actually change, and they end up completely transforming their lives feeling so good in their bodies, respecting their bodies, honoring their bodies, losing weight. I've had clients lose 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds in the months after taking MBS without being on restrictive diets, without tracking their calories, without obsessing over what they're eating. But because they implement the things that I teach, like the things that I'm going to teach you inside of today's episode, creating standards for yourself, having a guideline in which you want to eat. Guidelines are not rules. Standards are not rules. No one is telling you what you can do, what you can't do, what you should do or what you shouldn't do. It's about you just choosing to honor your body because you care so much about yourself. Inside of MBS, yes, we improve your relationship with food and your body, but I'm going to help you love the woman that you are so fucking much that you don't want to do anything other than take care of her. Every single moment of your life, you will want to be intentional in making the choices that make you feel your best because you see yourself as someone who is worthy and deserving of that. Okay. If MBS speaks to you, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. It's the final week to jump in and join us last session until the spring of 2024. If you've been thinking about this now is the time. Okay. I love you to absolute, absolute pieces. If you have not already, it would mean the world to me. If you left a rating and review here on the queen of pep talks podcast, I appreciate you and helping us continue to grow the show this year as we're getting ready to pass a really incredible milestone. I love you so, so much. Enjoy this episode. And I will talk to you on the next episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. See you guys. Hello, my love, and welcome to your next training inside of the Ditch Your Diet 
program. Today, we are finally going to focus on the topic of food. At this point in the program, you should really be beginning to realize that food isn't actually the problem and the solution to creating the change that you desire in your life actually has very little to do with food, which is why it hasn't been the primary focus of this program. The primary focus of this program has been your relationship with yourself and how you're showing up in your life. Because at the end of the day, those are going to be the catalysts to creating the change that you crave with food. But today we are going to be talking about food. Today's training is creating standards and guidelines for mindful eating. So the premise of this training is to really help you ditch the rigid rules that you may have had up until now in the years of dieting that you have experienced where you create all of these rigid rules around what your relationship with food is supposed to look like and instead encourage you to create gentle guidelines and standards for yourself when it comes to the way that you show up around food. So I'm sharing with you inside of this training, 10 of the standards and guidelines that I have created for myself based off of what I have learned over the last several years. And these are things that have allowed me to really create the healthiest relationship possible with food. It's something that is still growing and still improving and something that I still am giving attention and focus to on a regular basis in my life. But food no longer consumes me. It's not something that I think about all of the time. And my desire for my life is to continue every day to become even more intuitive and mindful in my approach to my relationship with food. So I want to preface here that these are not the intuitive eating principles. These are not principles that I've taken from anywhere else. They are just standards and guidelines that I have created for myself that have been really powerful for me in my life when it comes to healing and improving my relationship with food. And again, I want to say one more time, we'll talk about this at the end, but The goal for this is not about perfection. This isn't about you hearing these standards and guidelines and overnight embodying every single one of them. That's not the way that change and transformation and growth and healing works in your life. It's about shifting perspective, staying aware and continuing to show up and put your best foot forward and creating the change that you want every single day for the rest of your life. And knowing that the journey to success is not a linear one, right? It's going to be one full of ups and downs. There are going to be times where you're moving forward and there are going to be times where you feel either stuck or even feel like you're reverting back to old habits. That is truly a part of creating change in your life. This isn't about being perfect. Okay. So let's jump into the standard and guidelines that I've created for myself. And some of these may feel really good for you. Some of them you might not resonate with too much. Maybe in your mind, it's like, oh, I can think of standards and guidelines based off of my own life experience. That would be really powerful for me. And I would encourage you to begin implementing those in your life. My programs and the way that I teach and the way that I coach is not just about listen to everything that I say, take it and apply it in your life. It's what feels best for you and what is going to help you create sustainable change long-term for your life. So maybe these will inspire you to create standards and guidelines for yourself, okay? The first standard and guideline that I have for myself when it comes to mindful eating is to watch my language. And what I mean by that is watching the defining terms that I am giving to food. So I no longer refer to food as good or bad. This is really, really important for me because it allows me to then shift the focus away from am I being a quote unquote good person or quote unquote bad person based off of the way that I'm eating. So the language that I will personally use for myself because I won't call foods 
bad or good. I will say that something is more nutritious for me or less nutritious for me. One has more nutrients or one has less nutrients. Really making it about the truth of the food, right? Maybe vegetables have more nutrients than chips, but at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that the chips are bad for me or that the vegetables are necessarily inherently good for me. Pay attention to your language and make sure that you're really being careful around the way that you are identifying food in your life. The second standard and guideline that I have for myself is to take a breath and slow down. This is huge. It was really, really important for me to get out of being a person who would just shovel food down her throat like so quickly. There was a period of my life when I was really struggling with emotional eating and binge eating that it was like, how fast can I eat? How quickly can I eat this so I can hurry up and keep eating? It was like the faster I ate for me meant the more that I get to eat. And that doesn't necessarily have to be my truth. So things that have helped me a lot in slowing down while eating is putting my fork or utensils down between bites, really focusing on chewing my food, allowing myself to literally take a breath. So while I'm eating, I will sometimes sit back in my chair and I'll just go, And I'll sit there for a moment. The food isn't going anywhere. No one is going to steal it from me and no one is going to steal it from you. Something else that was really powerful for me is taking sips of water or whatever it is that I'm drinking between bites and allowing myself to really enjoy the meal, slowing down and enjoying myself and being really conscious of this in the beginning was really powerful for me and helping me be aware of the fact that I don't need to shovel the food down really, really quickly. And I do want to say here that sometimes this isn't always possible, right? I've worked in the medical field in my life, and I know that there are a lot of jobs where you don't necessarily get a 30-minute break to sit down and slow down while you're eating. So again, this goes back to perfection. You don't have to do this all of the time if it's literally impossible for you, but just because you're behaving one way at work when you actually only have five minutes to shovel something down your throat doesn't mean that when you go home and you have the time that you have to behave the same way. So recognizing where can you actually control this? And when you can, choosing to do so. The third standard and guideline that I have for myself is to be present. So maybe you relate to this, maybe you don't, but there was a period of my life where I would literally, it felt like I was zoning out when I would eat. Like I wouldn't even be there. It was almost like I was blacking out, like shoving food down my mouth as quickly as I could, eating on autopilot, not paying attention to the fact that I was actually eating. It felt like an out of body experience. Like I wasn't even tasting the food. I was just eating. So allowing yourself to be really present during the meal, creating the awareness of saying like, I'm sitting down with my meal and I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be present. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to taste this. This is an opportunity for me to enjoy what I'm eating. I know that there's this common saying of like, food is meant to be fuel. (laughs) I don't necessarily wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that we are meant to enjoy food. I think that we're meant to savor it and we're meant to think it's delicious and we're meant to really enjoy the experience of eating. So allow yourself to be present and actually enjoy the experience of eating. The fourth standard and guideline that I have for myself is to be intentional at mealtime. So really creating the experience that I want to have with my meal. Am I sitting down at the table? Is my food on a plate? Am I paying attention to the fact that I'm eating? Or am I just eating out of a bag, shoveling food in my mouth, standing at the counter, watching TV, scrolling my phone? Like, 
are you actually being intentional around the fact that you are eating a meal? So for me, intentionality at a meal looks like I have my food on a plate. It's out of containers. I'm not standing. I'm seated at the table. I have a glass of water. I have my utensils. My phone is somewhere else. And I'm really being in the moment of saying, this is an opportunity for me to enjoy my meal. And this doesn't happen at every single meal, right? There are still times where I'll bring my morning shake into the office and I'll be working while I'm drinking my morning shake not the end of the world. It's most of the time when I am present in the kitchen, especially, am I sitting down? Am I intentional of the fact that I'm eating? Is my food on a plate and I'm not eating directly out of the container? Those are the big things for me that have been powerful and really improving my relationship with food. And the fifth standard and guideline that I have for myself is asking myself, what do you want to incorporate more of? So on a daily basis, what are the things that are really important for me to eat more of. Standards that I personally have for myself around this are proteins and vegetables at at least two meals a day. And I start my day with a source of protein. It's really important for me to have protein at my first meal simply because I have realized if I start my day with just carbohydrates, I'm far hungrier all day long. So I want to find something in the morning that allows me to feel fullness for a longer period of time. So I don't feel like I have a desire to snack all day long. So it's paying attention to how foods make you feel, but also knowing nutritionally, what do you want to include more of? I know for me personally, I like to lift weights. Protein for me is very, very important. I know for me that vegetables are an important part of making sure that I'm getting the nutrients that I need in my life. So it's vegetables at two meals per day and at least protein at two meals per day and starting my day with a source of protein. These are very basic standards and guidelines. And I would really suggest if you're at the beginning of improving your relationship with food, starting there, like I've talked about before, going from zero to hundred is generally not the most beneficial thing in the world because a lot of times we feel discouraged when we have that unrealistic expectation of I'm going to go from where I am to where I desire to be overnight and it becomes really unsustainable. And then what happens? you end up quitting. The sixth standard and guideline that I have for myself is asking, what foods do I desire to pay attention to portion sizes with? So if there are things for you that you know you mindlessly snack on or you generally overconsume, maybe things like popcorn or chips or cheese or cookies, things that you're eating directly out of the bag, this is about bringing awareness to how can you be intentional about paying attention to the portion sizes. That doesn't mean that you have to pull out the food scale or the measuring cups and you have to be weighing everything, but it can be paying attention to what is a normal portion size of this and how can I make sure that I'm putting an estimated correct portion size on a plate, closing up the bag, putting the bag in the pantry, sitting down at the table, and then choosing to eat it. Mindless snacking is something that so many people complain of doing when it comes to their relationship with food. So bring awareness to it. If there are things that you know you're mindlessly snacking on, how can you be more intentional in those moments with those specific foods to avoid mindlessly snacking? One of the things that we can very easily do that will help this so much is simply taking the food out of the container, putting it onto a plate and closing up the bag. That way you're not just sitting there eating directly out of the bag because it's so easy to go mindless and just keep eating. The seventh standard and guideline that I have for myself is to create foresight about how I will feel on the other side of this choice. So I want to make this really clear here that this is not about feeling bad emotionally. I do not want you to be associating guilt or shame or disappointment in yourself with your food choices. This is about creating foresight on how I will feel physically 
after the choice. So it's really beginning to pay attention to how foods react with my body. How does too much sugar make me feel? Does it give me a headache? Does it make me lethargic afterwards? How does overeating make me feel? Does it make me really tired? Does it make me want to go to sleep? Does it make me physically uncomfortable? How do certain foods make my body feel? And asking myself before the decision to eat that food or to overeat a certain food, how am I going to feel on the other side of this? Am I going to feel good physically? Am I going to be proud of the choice that I make? Am I going to honor myself? Am I going to feel like I have respected myself? What does that look like? And that comes down to, again, being aware of the choices that you're making and choosing in the moment to be really intentional around making them. The eighth standard and guideline that I have for myself is a reminder that there is an abundance of food and I always have permission to eat. So for you, there is an abundance of food and you always have permission to eat. If you're a part of this program right now, you have access to food on a daily basis. You have access to food when you want it or when you need it. You don't have to worry about your food source running out. That is true, right? And what happens so often when we're in this yo-yo dieting cycle where we're restrictive and then we're overeating or we're restrictive and then we're overconsuming, we tend to always have the next diet on the forefront of our mind. So when we have food in front of us, if we're thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to be bad right now, right? And I'm going to eat all of this. There's another diet around the corner. So I have to make sure that I get it all in right now. When you're telling yourself, I'm never going to have fill in the blank food again, You have to be honest with yourself. Are you really never going to have that food again? Or are you just justifying your behavior of overeating and overconsuming by telling yourself you're never going to have it again because your next diet is starting on Monday? This is about being real and honest with yourself and knowing that you have access to the foods that you want to eat all day, every day. If it's not in your home, you have DoorDash, you have um, Instacart, you have all of these accesses to food delivery services or getting in your car, getting on the bus or whatever, and going to get the food that it is you desire. You have an abundance of food and you always have permission to eat. And when you let go of this diet mentality where you think, oh, in a week when I start my diet or on Monday when I start my diet, I won't be allowed to have this food again, you open up this whole new realm of unlimited permission to eat what it is that you want anytime, any day that you like, as long as you are honoring and respecting your body. Okay. The ninth standard and guideline that I have for myself is giving myself the opportunity to say no for now, and I'll come back later. And I want to make this really clear here that I only have used this in the past when I was healing my relationship with food, when I knew that I was eating for any reason other than true hunger. Okay. So when you are truly hungry, you always have permission to eat. I want you to know that. And I think that is a very important piece of improving your relationship with food. But at the end of the day, if you know that you are a stress eater or a boredom eater or a habitual and routine eater, where you go to food when you know you're not truly hungry, this can be a really powerful strategy and giving yourself the space, but at the same time, giving yourself permission. So it's no for now, not no, you can't have that. It's no for right now and going to do something else that is productive for you in your life or that feels really good for you or that makes you happy, but giving yourself that permission to come back in 10, 15, or 20 minutes if you feel like you're actually really hungry at that point. So often we give into food immediately whenever we have the desire to eat and those are simple cravings and you can give in if you want to, but at the end of the day, if you know that it's not true hunger that is encouraging that and you really want to get back in touch with honoring your hunger and fullness, it's about really connecting with that 
and honoring when you're truly hungry and stopping when you're truly satisfied and knowing that just because you have an urge to eat or a desire to eat when you're not actually hungry doesn't mean that you have to give in to that urge or desire. And the 10th and final standard and guideline that I have for myself is that perfection is not the goal. Balance, moderation, and self-respect are. Balance, moderation, and self-respect. Self-respect is one of the most important parts of this standard and guideline for me because I always have permission to eat what it is that I want. I always have permission to say yes to food and choose to eat anything that I want, no matter how nutritionally dense or not nutritionally dense that food is. But at the end of the day, respect for myself is number one. And I don't have a desire to be perfect because my relationship with food will never be perfect and neither will yours. No relationship in your life is perfect, and the one that you have with food won't be either. There will be times where you choose the fries over the salad. That's okay. There will be times where you eat the dessert when you're already satisfied. That's okay. There will be times where you overeat. That's okay. This is about creating balance and moderation in your life, not seeking perfection, because that all or nothing way of thinking has been something that has been destroying the way that you feel about yourself for so long. So releasing perfection as a goal and instead replacing it with balance, moderation, and self-respect and allowing those to be the guiding forces behind the way that you eat. Because at the end of the day, we have permission to eat whatever it is that we want, but we get to do so while at the same time honoring and respecting what it is that we truly need as human beings to function when it comes to the nutrients that we want to be putting into our bodies, but above all else, the way that we feel when it comes to the way that we are eating. Because at the end of the day, like I said at the start of this training, so much of the way that you show up with your relationship with food has very little to do with food. It has to do with the way that you feel about yourself in your life and the level of self-respect and self-trust and self-honor and self-commitment that you have towards you. And when you start to work on all of these things and put some of these standards and guidelines into place for yourself, it can help give you a way of eating that doesn't feel rigid, but also feels like there is some structure there. When I say ditch your diet, I don't want you to think that that just means you don't give a fuck, right? You do. We talked about that and what ditching your diet doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that you don't care about yourself. It means more than anything you care about yourself. So it's okay to be mindful. It's okay to have standards and guidelines. It's okay to put thought into the way that you're eating, but it doesn't have to be these rigid and strict rules as to what you can and can't have as to what's good and bad for you. And then in turn, that type of language and the way that you're showing up damages the relationship that you have with yourself. Okay, that is it for our training on standards and guidelines for mindful eating. I love you so much and I will talk to you on our final training of the Ditch Your Diet program. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a rating and review on iTunes so I can keep the encouragement coming your way. I hope you know that your support in helping me grow the podcast this year, it means so much to me. If we aren't already connected on social media, head over to join Jessica XO on Instagram or join the join Jessica XO free Facebook community for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. Make sure you check out the show notes of today's episode for links to freebies, upcoming opportunities to work with me and ways that we can stay connected outside of the podcast. I love you so much. And I cannot wait to chat with you on the next episode of the queen of pep talks podcast. In the meantime, go fuck this day up in the best way possible.